Okay, welcome to episode 60 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. My name is Tony Esmond. I'm a comics writer, editor and co-publisher at Tribute Press. This week, returning co-host, back to north of the border. Um, he is the cat herder in charge of Dundee's own That Comic Smell. And now also, which we might hear about later, a comics writer himself. Yes, it's Tom Stewart. Hey, Tom. Hello, how we doing? Good, man. Good. You ready I always for feel like I have to get extra Scottish when I say hello to you. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> um, are you ready for Christmas, babes? Is it going right up there, is it? Yeah, big time. Personally, I've been ready for weeks. Uh, right. I did a bit. Of, I did a bit of the um, nefarious online shopping and got everything in. Yeah. Um, but up here, as far as the the podcast goes and everything, we're we're all prepped. We've got a, we've we've got stuff in the pipeline. We're we're all ready. You've we're been banking stuff, I think, haven't you, Dave? Was saying you got uh, that comic smell, the podcast from north of the border. Uh, you've yes. been banking a few episodes. You got a few ready. You got the best of. Best of yes. what you've read coming out. That's any day now, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we do. Um, that should be Monday. It right. should be coming out because I'll get a chance to edit and stuff over the weekend. Ah, okay. um, to that, But man. yeah, just our best reads of 2020. Like, not um, not necessarily have come out in 2020. Just what we deemed the best that we've read. Yeah, um, I think it's, a, it's an exceptional year for that, isn't it? Because there's a lot that hasn't come out this year. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, we're just we are basically adding on the top of what Nando has already put the hard work in doing. Good man. He did a hundred and odd days of Nando's comic of the day, so we're oh, just kind of. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're just kind of adding on on top of that, to be honest. <laughs> Good lad. But, uh, but yeah, have been have been banking the the episodes away. Um, I was hoping to get more creator conversations done, but I'm holding off until the new year, actually. Okay. Um, and hopefully I'll get more of them done at that point. But we've got we've got quite a fair few in the bank, to be honest. Yeah, good stuff, yeah, man. Are quite, you, quite do you chuffed. get do you get the boys' presents? Do you all buy each other a comic book or something like that? Do you or? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I tend to get something for the for the lads every Christmas, and uh, they very kindly return the favour. So that's a nice yeah. little that's a nice little collection of books you're going to get in. That's good. Yeah. 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 We do the same. So Dan always buys us uh, the Viz annual. Mm-hmm. Which is always genius, and I've uh, I've got them both. I've got them both the same thing this year to see if they like it. So I'm quite, I'm, quite, I'm hoping to find out. I know that uh, Vince has opened his, but Dan hasn't opened his yet. So we'll, ah. see, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, yeah. Dan's yeah. got the right. Yeah, he waits until Santa actually comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets excited. The uh, well, well he, Santa he, might Santa might be dropping something through your door as well, Tony. Really? Oh, mate, you're too kind. Thank you. You never know. Much. You never know. <laughs> oh, you're a very kind man. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I'm, all I've done is sent you Atomic Hercules, <laughs> which you paid oh, for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair weather friends. What's happening? The well, that's, um, like getting, yeah. that's like getting Santa sack through your yeah. <laughs> post box, isn't it? Oh, you know I mean? Through your slat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you um are you a guy who gets comics from your family and friends otherwise do you ask for do you ask for graphic novels from them or anything like that i have done more in recent years right. uh my other half very much does um she'll 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 pick stuff off of the the wish list or whatever oh nice uh, good well she'll she'll tend to pick like an obscure one because she, she sort of goes down the list and goes, oh, you've got a lot on here, so I'll pick one. <laughs> and um, so I'll get stuff like that. Um, right. I did get the odd one um, from friends and stuff. My mum doesn't tend to, but I think she has done... She did last year. She got me the whole Calvin and Hobbes collection. Oh, wow. Bloody hell. Yeah, nice. yeah that was, that was the, sort yeah. Of the, the big thing. But yeah, yeah, I tend to. Um, 
And I tend to gift sort of odd ones to to people as well that I know and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Hopefully, you know, turn a turn a few other folk. Um. I did actually gift a the new the graphic version of Sapiens to somebody okay. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Just in hopes that they'll kind of get on a wee bit more. I know they they used to read a lot of 2000 AD, so I'm I'm right. just hoping it. I'm hoping something sparks back in them a wee bit. Yeah, I'm very much like that. I try to give comics away to people, try and get them back into the hobby. And all, yeah. a lot of them, especially the people I used to work with, you can imagine what they were like. But they, all they do is say things to me like, well, how do you read this then? What do you read first, the words or the pictures? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck me, give it back to me. You know, it's like that, you know. Um, well, I, I surprised a customer of mine the other day because she said, oh, you're, you're in your, your comics and whatnot. Oh, you must like all the, all the superheroes and stuff like that. And I, I surprised her because she's actually a... She's a, a mental health nurse. All right. And I said, I said you know, there's actually a, a whole stem of, of comic books called, like, graphic medicine and pointed her to all these different ones. She she honestly, she was so shocked. Her face was just like, I, I didn't know you got comics like this. Yeah. You know, she was, like, totally, like, didn't even know they existed in the slightest. Like, not in the slightest. She thought she was still under the impression, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man. Yeah, know, yeah. No matter how much publicity we seem to give it, they all seem to ignore it, don't they? Yeah. They all seem to miss it somehow. Um, it's, as long as you turn that one, kill one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just turn one addict a year. Look what happens. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, funny enough, I'm, I've been reading a bit about um, putting mental health into comics at the moment for a project I'm doing. Um, I might tell you about it later, but uh, yeah, so it's, I'm quite excited by it, actually. So right, I've been okay. doing a bit of study on But yeah, good. Right, to the matter at hand. Um, once again, you surprised me with a nice original title. None, we don't we don't do run of the mill anymore on here. We go we go no. for original stuff. And it was a, it was a creator who I hadn't read before, but I've since read two or three books of theirs since you suggested it. What have you That's, chosen, mate? I have chosen the Winter of the Cartoonist by Paco Roca, uh, published by Fantagraphics recently. Yes, very recent actually, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah. As I understand it, the original came out in 2010. And the um, English translation came out in 2020. Um, how did you come across this, dude? I know you're. Uh, to be fair, I'm. I'm guessing that it's because it's fans of graphics. Because I know you guys on that comic smile. You love that company, don't you? Really yes. Yeah. yeah, we very much do. Um, we are fanboys, but believe it or not, Paco Roca was because um, our our very own Nando uh, Fernando Pons is a massive fan. Um, right. And has been for a very long time because obviously he can get the stuff in the original Spanish. Um. So he actually, he has, I think he has near enough, near enough, not all, but he has near enough all of Pacaroca's work. Wow, okay. Um, there's, a, there's a lot and, of it that isn't translated, isn't there? Yes, well, yeah, loads, can... loads. Yeah. Because um, he does a, he does a, um, a strip as well that's strip. all yeah. Bi- yeah, biographical and everything as well. Um, but he... Uh, he has he, he loads of books, so he, he would just bring them along sort of sporadically and... Uh, explain them to us and show us the visuals and everything and honestly see from the the minute he opened one of those books i was just so in love with that artwork yeah it was just beautiful um but to then find out that obviously fantagraphics had picked them up and were translating the books it was like oh come on what a match made in heaven yeah oh, okay it's just amazing um i think one of the first ones that were translated if i remember rightly was either twist of fate or the house one of the two yes yeah, so i was looking at the house today um there's about four or five available on Comixology that you can read, I think, and The House is one of them, which is a yes. very much um, 
slightly sort of more um lots of panels on a page divided up a little bit more experimental in the storytelling yes. isn't it yeah 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 the house the house is, ve- is very experimental there is a lot of um i don't know kind of like there's bits of like planogram and stuff in there yeah. as well but um there's more broken up bits and he, he sort of plays with the panel structure throughout the pages yes. and, yeah. you know doing the he does like sort of countdowns with the panels and stuff as well and yeah but that one's a more I mean, it's not necessarily autobiographical, but or biographical, but he he sort of takes elements of his life and sort of twists into the story and stuff as well, um, for some of the characters. Cool. Uh, the, the house is a lovely, lovely personal. Yeah, I need to get. A, a, um, I read a couple of his, but that's. I think that's the one I would like to get a physical copy of the most. I think. Just well, from don't the way be, it works. Yeah. Don't be. Don't be too hasty. You never know. You never I'm know. Right. What I <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I might have ruined it, but yeah. just, just, you never know what might No, I'm excited now. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, let's talk a yeah, little it, bit. Sorry to... Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, but I, I actually, I came across the winter, the winter of the cartoonist because uh, Nando had brought it along in its, in its native Spanish. Right, But great. he he actually informed me at the time that it had been originally published in France. Yes. Um, and then came across to the Delcourt yeah, yeah I think so I, I, that's ringing bells yeah um but he but, but the winter of the cartoonist was one of the first ones that he brought and uh oh just when he explained this when he explained the sort of backstory and then yeah. showed the visuals that went along with it it was like god I need to have this book in my yeah. life I was actually learning Spanish to try and read it <laughs> get seriously you. I've done the same with Frenchman yeah I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting there but I want to read next time I'm at, I'm at on Guillermo, I want to read it. You know, is that, is that for yeah. me? Well, okay, that's that's a good point. So, what is it about? So, if you could, are you able to give us a bit of a summary of what it's about? Um, yeah. So, in 1957, there was a public, public, ah, sorry, publishing house, a sort of newspaper publishing house, and it's uh, it was an editorial. Oh God, Bruguera. This is where my, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. This is where my horrible pronunciations <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that going on uh, yeah 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 but they they were basically they they were the publication at that time and i think it was under the sort of franco um yeah regime as well most certainly uh, i mean i mean spain i mean it's this this is one of the things we'll talk about later but i know i can tell you the history of pretty much of british comics i can tell you the history of um american comics but this i, I had no clue of and it, no, it, well, it's happening. Sorry to interrupt, but it's happening with the 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 Spanish Revolution. And some of the some of the geezers who are detailed in this, because it's a true story, were in had served time in prison for being on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of a, a lot of them at that time. Um, a lot of the uh, sort of Spanish civilians had been in, imprisoned. Um, and it, it, I think it very much plays a large part in the story as well. And how they negotiate things and everything as well, and why a lot of the stuff that's happening throughout the story is so revolutionary. I mean, to to, to boil it down, these yeah. these uh, five cartoonists branch off from this massive publishing house and and this massive paper and go and start their own publisher, and it was never heard of. I mean, that was that was yeah. never ever heard of, especially the cartoonists going away and starting their own thing. Um, but the the crux of it is they go away and start their own thing. It doesn't work out, and they have to come back, and they take them back yeah. because they were that big. They were they, they were. I mean, these guys were like rock stars. 
you know they were they were huge um they couldn't afford to lose the readership of them of their work you know yeah um so but they actually they were back. they but, were hugely popular but they weren't very well paid no that not at all problem. yeah and that's talked no. about a lot in it isn't it the the money they're getting and what they can afford to buy and they're even in bars and there's what there's one of them who's i think was almost my favorite character he he like legs it out of bars without paying climbs out the back window and stuff because um he, he he's he hasn't got the money then i mean they're not rich people um yeah, yeah editorial bruguera um bruguera um was uh created in 1910 by juan bruguera as el gato negro and it, it was it's been and then later on it became bruguera um, and it's been brought up in, a number of times. Um, and it's actually now owned, weirdly, by Penguin Random House, which is, is the it? last thing I could find on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is operating at the moment. Um, having sort of searched through bookshops and roadside news agents and stuff in Spain for comics, there's not a huge amount there. There's a lot of reprints of American comics, but, you know, I didn't mm. find any of this. Um, yeah, you're right, though. So it, it starts as... Um, it time jumps, doesn't it? So, yes. After an initial yes. a kid trying to buy comics at a newsstand that his, his mum couldn't barely afford to pay for and told him not to tell anyone they she'd bought them, it then centres yeah. in on the main group of of cartoonists. Um, and they're, and they're they're kind of it's kind of Spanish madmen, isn't it? They're they're suited yeah. guys, you know. They're, as cartoonists used to be, then they'd go into work to collect their paycheck and they do it in a suit. And they mm-hmm. talk a bit about that. And they're men who... They're all men. There's one woman yep. who's kind of a secretary, I think. Um, but yes, it, it, yeah, they're, she is. They're all men. Uh, they all they all drink. Um, mm-hmm. They all gossip. Smoke heavily. Smoke heavily. <laughs> except, yeah. except one of them. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they all um, and they all struggle financially. Um, yeah. And to get the mojo going, some of them, to actually create stuff. Um, it's, a re- it's a really interesting group piece isn't it there's um they're regular and they're real people um yes. in an era that is um in many ways like ours but unlike ours i think there's what do you think about that yeah that's it's it's very true um i think it's uh, there is dynamics within it that very much ring true to to nowadays uh yeah but even i think even just the kind of the kind of setting and stuff pakaroka gets a very good he, he he gets it across very well to you that this is very much of the time as well yeah um but no there is there, there's still that sort of shrewd business nature about it um that you would still see nowadays big time especially yeah. when it comes to when you hear stories especially coming out of like say i don't know dc thompson's or something like that and how they are sort of viewed upon for their work and um, but at the same point, they probably wouldn't be without the people that they've got because they wouldn't be able to get yeah. the level that they've, that they've had for that many years sort of thing. So it, it does very much play in the same sort of sense. Yeah, and I suppose um, their distractions are bars and chatting with each other. Yeah. And the distractions of the modern artist are ranting online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's probably a bit more frivolous rebelling these days yeah, uh, yeah whereas maybe. whereas this is actual these know, are men who have been this... through the war in, yeah you know, exactly something. let's talk a little bit about paco rocker so paco rocker aka francisco martinez rocker um born 1969 uh, quite the, the renaissance man actually a man of um multi elements to his creative endeavors he also wrote wrinkles which we are definitely talking about in a minute he wrote the lighthouse uh twist of fate which i also bought at the same time as this and the house uh born in valencia spain um 
began in around 1994 making comics for La C- C- Cupula. Um, he made erotic comics for Kiss Comics, which I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently that, that's got to be worth a look. Um, he, yes, created, yes. Yeah, he created an experimental 3D comic called Road Cartoons for El Vibora. And much of his work is steeped, as we've seen in this and as we see in Twists of Fate, is steeped in Spanish history and culture. Um, he wrote a fictionalised story of Salvador Dali called El Juego Lugubra. Have you seen that, dude? Have you? No, I haven't. But that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, and that sounds amazing. Um, yeah. I'd say for anyone who um, wants to know where we get a lot of the the initial biographical detail for these creators, we so I, I usually sort of start at this place and then I dive off elsewhere. <laughs> uh, try Lambeck, so L A M B I E K dot net. It's um, a comic shop in Holland, but it also has an encyclopedia, Comicpedia or something. I think it's called. Um, and yeah. It, and, it, and especially for um, European artists, it's visually much better than um wikipedia um and it's it's often a much better leaping off point for um for, for comic stuff and uh there's loads of um examples of all of his work on there which are really good um yeah. <clears throat> as you said before he created a newspaper strip um that translates to memories of a man in his pajamas which is great yeah. <laughs> which, which has I, been been collected so far into three or four hardback versions but obviously not translated yet right okay well i'm hoping yeah. that fantagraphics i know they've not um i think is it drawn and courtly or someone else did the lighthouse i can't remember who it was now off the top of my head um, uh, i think i think you're right saying that's drawn and top court. shelf i think it might be top shelf actually Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Do you know what? No, I think you're right there. I think it is actually top shelf. I'm saying drawn and quarterly, but no, I think it is top shelf. Yeah. I think you're right. Cool. Um, and he also hosts a radio show um, for Val oh, Valeman Radio <laughs> called um, <laughs> La Tufilia Freaker, which uh, translates as The Geek Gathering, apparently, <laughs> which is pretty cool. He does it with his mate. So for nice. a geezer who's 50 years old, he's doing all right. He's a busy geezer, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, cool. Um so, did you did you have a look at any of the original styles of these guys? Did you go back and look at their work at all? No, I didn't. Right. Um, I, Nando has shown me a, a couple of examples that he's had in various other books. Okay. Uh, but just very fleeting glances. Nothing like he's not full strips or anything. It's always been like a panel or something that's been in like a book or something that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um I haven't actually went back and looked, but is there not I thought there was examples within in within the winter of the cartoonist. Yeah, there's some there's some on the page, aren't there? Yeah, there you yeah. see you see some of it. The I'm gonna say there is a a loose house style between what they were doing. Um it's surprised me a bit because I don't know whether I have just have the wrong impression of Spanish cartoonists, but I kind of, I kind of thought oh it's going to be this grand like beautifully drawn Bon Dessin kind of style, but it's um it's much more leaning on the Hergé, um, comedy kind of side of things. So yeah, it's it almost it, dandy with and chips. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's very it's very sort of Bino dandy esque. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the um. And they're all, um, they all had their own stories. They all competed a little bit with each other on pages done, and they would come in and get these checks, wouldn't they? That was that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and as I understand it, Rocker um, wrote to these creators. Have you have you read this bit? He wrote to them as a child. Yeah. And he never got a reply, um, but he still loved them nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can just, all those I times can actually... I write to uh, Dan Slot, he never writes back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, he's too busy just uh, mapping it out and getting somebody else to do it. Yeah, he's having a snooze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I kind of like that. I kind of like that this was in his, they were in his sights, you know, his creative sights for quite a while, seemingly. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I think it, I think you, you can't really create a book like this and do do the research and everything without having the love for the creators there. Yeah, and he he get, he, get, he very much gets it across as well. I think he gets the without really having a, a a personal attachment to any of them in any way, and not really having any proper connection with them except from maybe through other folk or writings about them or maybe even family members or something. I think he met He's, a couple, um, didn't he? He went and met a few. But yeah, but very, yeah. very much later in life. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he, he, I think he gets the, well, what we would assume their characters would be, um, like, spot on. Yeah. Like, really, really well. He gets, he gets everybody has, everybody has a very unique personality throughout it. But even, like, you know, the the the, the guy who's, uh, I can't remember who, what one it is, that's, uh, you know, always darting out of the place, oh, running out the window uh, and Vasquez. everything. Without, Vasquez, yeah. Vasquez, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, without, uh, without paying, you know. Like, that little, I know it's like it plays a large part in the in the book, but that little nuance, I mean, you, you'd need to either do the most amount of research for a book ever or just really know these guys. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. know the know the history and the myths and everything that follow about them because you've been following them for so long. Yeah, you'd need you to know. speak to editors about that guy, wouldn't you, and all this sort of thing. Yeah. He's yeah, he's exactly. let's let well let's dig into a couple of them. So Vasquez, um aka Manuel Vasquez, um was I think considered by some to be something of a wasted talent. He could have done a lot more. Um yeah. although he did do a you know quite a body um La Familia Sell a better. Uh, the Gilda Sisters is the the one that's mentioned in the book, actually, isn't it? The Gilda Sisters is the one of his yeah. famous ones. Um, a drinker, um, a, a gambler, um, but fucking um, con man. <laughs> yeah, he was, wasn't he? And and he's he's the one at the end, which is it's almost so sad. Where yeah, he is. stays behind, so he he owes money to the um, the bloke who runs the magazine. Is it Rafael Gonzalez? I can't. I can't, I can't uh, uh, let me just double check. I'm sure. Remember. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck on the blooming page. Uh, but, I've got it in front of me. Yeah, uh, Rafael Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's um he's kind of the editor, and um he's he's obviously lent him money, and he says, "No, you're not going anywhere until you finish drawing." And he's surprised him. He's come out of his office, and he's walked into him, and he's still sitting in the in their equivalent at the bullpen, which looks like yeah. a lot of school desks lined up. And he's drawing, and he says, "Look, I finished it," and uh, and he's quite amazed, isn't he? And he actually gives him some money because is it Christmas or something? I think. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And he goes out, and um, he thinks, "Oh, you know, you, you get this sense of well, he's finally pulled through. You know, he's finally done something." And and he he picks the paper up, and he's actually folded it so you couldn't see that he'd only drawn half, three half pages, and not done the rest of them, which is uh, amazing. I found some interviews with Vasquez. You can find there's a few interviews with him in Spanish, um, but on YouTube. But the oh, really? yeah, the physicality of the man shines through. He's got yeah. that glint in his eye, moustached. Um, who's that? It's a little bit of a sort of wavy hair, you know, a, a, a dirty old jumper on, but loves to talk. And yeah. you get that straight off him here because that's the kind of bon viveur he is in this book, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Rafael Gonzalez himself is an interesting guy. He was um, banned from being a journalist by Franco, interesting enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and returned that to Spain sense. from France to write crime novels. Uh, Dan of the Flying Patrol was one of the books he wrote. Pretty, oh, pretty incredible. Um, Victor Mora, um, who died in 26, uh, 2006, actually worked on Pilot um, in later life. Um, yeah, yeah. And was imprisoned uh, for allegiance to the Communist Party, and, and he, he fled to France, France, which is where he worked on Pilot. You know, um, and th there's a quote from Paco Rocca who says. Um, who echoes very much what this is, but what Victor Moore originally said was, historical events should only be used as a backdrop for individual adventure. And I thought that's a great little quote that exemplifies both this book and Twists of Fate from what I can see. is It is, yeah. a, it is a grander scale. We do get Spain or wherever it's going to be on this grand scale. We do realise the political ramifications of the government and the effects it's having on the people, but it's about the person. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Did you find it? I mean, is there any any other characters that you really sort of warm to other than those ones, man? Was there sort of? Do you know the uh, the secretary? What was her name again? Uh, see, with the names, it's it's so hard to yeah it is, remember them. And they all have a couple um, of names sometimes, don't they? The thing is with these these um, uh, creators, I don't know I don't know where this came from, but in a similar way that um, Herge has a single name as a writer, a lot of these people do as well, don't they? So Vasquez yeah. was Vasquez, uh, Eugenia. Uh, uh, Eugenio Gina was just Gina. Uh, Jorge just Gina, yeah. was uh, Miguel Bernay, uh, and and they they adopted these uh they adopted these single names almost as part of their cartoonist identity at the time I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. Uh, Ar uh, Armonia Rodriguez. I can tell um, you, I can tell you you've got um you've got friends because there's a they're, yeah. Whenever I hear your podcast, you, you <laughs> whenever who's who's your pal from Spain who's on the podcast? I forget his name. Sorry. Uh, Nando, 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 whenever Fons. he says something, I get a little bit of that, even though he's got not quite the accent. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, Arm Armonia Rodriguez. Right. Uh, she was the editorial co coordinator, and yeah. translator. Um, but yeah, she was, she was great. She would just sort of, she would pop up and just kind of, it was almost like she was just saying what everybody was kind of thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Like they they would all be chatting amongst each other, and then she would just kind of pipe in in the middle. And it's obviously it's that whole dynamic of the time and everything as well, where yeah. they just didn't even really, they just didn't. They they acknowledged she was there. They would do niceties. They would, no one was nasty to her or anything. But you know they would they would still. It was a boys' club, do, wasn't it? It was a yeah, boys' it was, club. Very much so. Yeah, and um, whilst so. she, I mean, little known, she also wrote kids' comics at some point during her career as well. But they yeah. they never um. They never included her as part of their gang, did they? She was just there and sensible yeah. and sharp with them, I'm sure. But, yeah, she was never quite part of the, the little bar-hopping crowd that they were. And this is kind of a weird... It's, perhaps when I started my professional career, the men would go to the pub and the women would be at home. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's not, not thankfully not like that anymore, but that's very much the images we see here and... Yeah, yeah. There's um very much playing up to the the, the madman aspect that you were saying. Yeah, there's a, there's a great sequence where they go round someone's house. I can't remember who it is, um, oh. and the women are left in the garden, and the men go inside yeah. and sort of sit about and smoke and chat chat about their revolution. Um, and one of the women is sort of trying to show off her dress, but it's the wrong season, and she passes out. You know, yeah, it's like a bit. Look good at this party. It's like a big massive cotton fabric dress and she just completely collapses <laughs> yeah yeah but it's that whole thing she the 
they don't have enough money for her to get another dress. So yeah. she's like, it's, it's, it's a, this is, you know, this is a nice dress. I've had it for ages. I need to wear it. And then she just gets absolutely floored. And she even, she even tries to uh, hide it. And it's like, oh, not at all. The fabric's very cool. You know? <laughs> yes, that's it's, right. Uh, yeah. Okay, dear. They're like that, aren't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> The, now, but, before we came on, you were, sorry, man, go on, sorry. I, I was sorry. just going to say that, that that bit there where you were saying they were going around the house and stuff, that's where a bit of conspiring goes on as well, which yeah. we'll probably get into. Yeah, that's but, where yeah. I was going to move with this now, because I know we we spoke about this before we press record, but you were saying, rightly so, that there's comparisons to be made with the image revolution here, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. very much so. Um, there's, a, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of blogs and stuff that talk about it where they, they lay out... Um, the the basic story and say you know it's these cartoonists that left these big houses and uh, you know they were they weren't being paid for the rights they wanted the rights and they stood up and rebelled and this was never heard of but this isn't the image revolution this is 1957 in Spain you know yeah. and they they bring it back around and it is it's it's very much that thing you know these guys were these guys were doing a a very unknown thing they didn't know whether it was going to take off in their respect either they were going to end up with they were celebrities no only in name so yeah, people basically. knew their strips and they enjoyed them but there was no no one's crowding around them and you know yeah there's no sign but very and stuff. i think very much like the image revolution as well uh once they got started and got everything going and it looked like they were actually going to put out their first comic uh <laughs> bruguera got scared and they started to conspire with yeah. with certain people and so I said, look, we need to make sure that this comic fails. The, these guys cannot do well. They need to come back. Yep. This, they need to come crawling back. They need to admit defeat. And we need to be the only ones that are with these premium artists. If they don't come back, the paper goes down. Yeah, and that's Which, quite a telling sequence, isn't it? Because they release the first issue and they, they wander around their town to look at newsstands. That's heartbreaking. Oh, mate, yeah. It's horrible. I was sitting reading that, like watching them go from each one. They're like, there's only about a handful of them have actually got the comic, and even then, there's only one or two. What's happened, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, some rat is in amongst them. them. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's the uh, comics equivalent of the bit in Long Good Friday where Bob Hoskins is in the back of the car at the end, and (laughs) and suddenly his face plays, and it's the best bit of face acting here that you'll ever see, and he goes from. Oh, I'm fucked too. Right, they done me. Good on them. Yeah. I'm playing with the big boys now, and that's kind of what they are because they are, they they are infants in a way. This lot, aren't they? They they spend far far too much time drinking and not enough time planning. Some of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, basically. And they've just they've just they, they've just they they've walked into the playground and they're and they're it's full of giants and they're confused and lost and they've just done them. You know, with one fell yeah. swoop through the, and I think that there's a moment, isn't there, in the bullpen where I can't remember who it is. He says, "Get hold of the distributors." Yeah, and that's where the power lies. I know I've I've seen that myself in in comics companies where the dis- yeah, yeah. distributors are the ones who make you live or die. You know, they really are. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, do you know what? It's just it's seeing them actually get the power and get get the place and everything and uh, although it's unruly and even even the photograph that they take is a bit unruly with them all strangling each other <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah um you know you're sitting rooting for them and we know how it's going to play out we saw the beginning at this uh, we saw the end at the start 
Yep. Uh, so we, we know how it's going to play out, but still we're sitting going, come on, like just let them do well. And then as soon as they don't find that comic, it's like, oh, Christ. Yeah. Like the, wait, the, you're the waiting fiend. for it to happen, but you don't want it to happen. Is yeah. the and then like you, that play for me. Yeah. And then that awful thing comes in of, who is it? Who amongst them yeah. sabotaged them? You know what I mean? Yep. And I think I think that was an even bigger letdown in itself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the one mystery that's kind of kept, isn't it, from the start almost? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only in the final pages you kind of find out. Yeah. Well, not not necessarily find out, but you, you kind of go, ah, oh, you, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a book about the history of Bruguera. It's called 100 Years of Bruguera, but I think it's only in Spanish language at the moment. I'd love to read that. It sounds amazing. Um, yeah. The... And their print runs back then, their comics were, you know, the same as we had here. You know, the print runs were in the mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands. Um, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, are there any pages or any little sequences you're particularly fond of, dude, in this? There's one I actually sent to you at the time when I was reading it. I just what need to that? get it up. I was just I was just searching for it there. Yeah. And it's actually, do you know what, it's just because, uh, it's just because very much... With a lot of Pakaroka stuff, it I end up feeling like I'm in the room with the people, okay. And I feel like I'm actually. He gives you such a sense of place through his artwork and his storytelling that you end up, you know, almost as you're reading it, you can almost sort of smell cigar smoke and feel yeah. the heat of the sticky sun and all that kind of stuff. I've got it here. And it's uh, page ninety-five you sent me. So it's the it's the summer. So. The, the thing you notice about this, while well, you find it, is um, yes. he uses the seasons, doesn't he, really beautifully. Yeah, um, he does. And you get a sense of the cut. There's, if you looked, at, if you looked at the edge of the book, it's almost a rainbow of colours because the yeah. colour goes all the way to the end of the page. And so the summer is often done in that sort of browny, yellow, dusty, Spanish heat kind of look to yeah. it. It's gorgeous, yeah. It's a very, very, very washed out sepia sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like an old photograph, really. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was yeah ninety five that I sent you. But it's it's them like toasting and every everything to them having put it to, together. But just you know four panels where there's not really much of a change in each one, and you know it's only the last panel where they kind of stand up even just slightly. They're not even actually raised. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just gives you such a good sense of place and how they're feeling, and you know they're all sitting around celebrating and eating, and you're watching. The, the plates sort of mount up and stuff and yeah. oh, it's just gorgeous he does, like, um, I, he does a lot with a little sometimes so none of the faces are sort of super detailed are they but he manages no. to work them all in some way i think i am um, I, I mean it's no it's no a uh, secret that I, I absolutely love illustration yeah uh, and with a lot of a, a lot of the comic artists that i'm a, a fan of are ones that do a lot with a little yeah. Um. And and he he's just like a master. It's unbelievable. Like I I I just almost almost worship him when I see pages like this. Yeah, I just I mean. sit and fall in love with it. But this this was the page. This was where just something happened, and I suddenly realised that for the past like I don't know fifty pages, I, I hadn't even noticed time or anything. I'd just been engrossed, and I was there with them in the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And ninety five was where it just kind of hit me like. God, this is this is beautiful. And I know utterly... um, going back to someone we talked about, I've, I've talked about with um, uh, uh, Mr. Cannon on this is um, there's a Mazzucchelli quality to this. There's um, yeah, there's a um, a, a Batman feel to it, isn't there? 
um, mm-hmm. the way the light's coming in through the window and playing across the table and all that sort of thing. And I don't think this would work if it was super detailed. I'm a little no. bit sick of super detailed. <laughs> I quite yeah. had a bit of a rant about this recently, but I think the only reason we get these super detailed pages is um, so that some artists can show off to other artists online. I don't. I want Sal Buscema back. I want regular. Cons- yeah. I want Mark Bagley to do a monthly comic. You know, I think, yeah. I think we can. You know, Alex Toth and all these sort of people can do a lot with a little. And I think people are sort of padding out a lack of talent by putting in super detail. And I'm sick of it, really. You don't. I, I spend a couple of seconds on a page. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. And this I think is. I think. I think one of the only most recent artists that I can think of, that, especially within like superheroes, Marvel, DC, or whatever, that. that doesn't really have a lot of super detail, I would think, unless it's like a big splash page or something. Would be uh, Jorge Fornes. Okay, right. Um, yeah. And just because he kind of dials it back, everything's a bit more illustrative. Everything's just you know quick, quick sort of blocky black lines and stuff. It's nice. It's yeah. really really nice. And um, but like that one out of how many? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and yeah, this, I'm with you on that, dude. this is this is. Um, I mean, if a, a super detailed artist did this, it would take forever. But you 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 know he's got because it's so for people who can't see it, it's four horizontal panels per page, and they are they each give pretty much the same view of the conspirators all around the table in a restaurant toasting and talking, and the lights playing in through the summer windows, um, and 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 slowly they drink more and they drink more and they discuss more and they discuss more and they toast more. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, he literally just subtly moves like the shadows yeah. to maybe show the passage of time. Yeah. Uh, he gets the feel of how sort of cramped the room is by packing in a couple of more people, like the waiters and stuff at the at the page before, and you know that you you get a real sense of place and where you are and and everything that's going on within that. You know, you you can all you are the person sitting at the end of the table, really. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, you really are. Yeah. yeah. Um. For my choice, I'm going to go unusually for this book. It uses, it breaks up chapters by using single images, um, mm-hmm. and it's um, page 71, Christmas 1958. Um, a long view along the boulevard um, of men with umbrellas. Oh, uh, lovely! Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd have that on my wall, man. That's just brilliant. Yeah, same. Yeah, you know, there's Kelly Toth. You know, uh, Darwin. There's all these people in that, and there's such yeah. a skill there. Um, there's there's one that's very similar that sort of mirrors it, which is uh, page seventeen, late summer nineteen fifty seven. Okay. You can almost it, it's almost like a mirror because oh yeah, well, all, all, a bookend. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So the backs of know, men walking, you know, in suits, walking to work, walking home yeah. from work. Um. Yeah. That's uh. That that he he's got. I mean, I, I'm guessing he got that from a movie or the suits are so spot on, aren't they? They're just still from an old photograph or. Yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say, I'm wondering if it's maybe been all photos, because that's what it looks like. It's a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. With the long yeah, shadows. Almost looks, and, yeah. Yeah. Almost looks like something you'd see in a gallery. Yes. And the other one, one of the other ones I like, because they appear um, occasionally, don't they, these single page images? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They kind of break up the story in a yeah, way. Yeah, they do. And that's that's how you get your seasons as well. That's how they, yeah. They're the start of your, exactly. your different coloured pages. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, they, and as you say, they are all reminiscent of a, you know, a cool photograph found on a postcard, or found in a bunch of photographs in a in a in a, a charity shop, or something like that. And there's um, yeah. seventy nine, which is the the bellhop from the hotel drinking water yeah. from the fountains. It's amazing. Um, and also then the final one, fall nineteen seventy nine, um, at the train station, Barcelona terminus. Um, 
and you get that sudden sense of change of style and the men aren't as well dressed and the words the world's a bit dirtier uh, yeah like gorgeous absolutely gorgeous yeah yeah really really looks nice um and then of course in the back of it is there's a wealth of um biographical detail isn't there um on each of the characters little little rundowns on them yeah um, which is there good. is yeah it's it's a proper it's like a, a proper summary history of each one yeah and these little snapshots of you know bits of of where they were and where they appeared in the book <laughs> yeah how did you feel about the structure of it dude is it something you were comfortable with or did you did you at first read struggle with it a little bit or not uh first few pages struggled okay uh to get into it and then i think it's from about page 17 late summer 1957 it just suddenly started to fall so that's when it. it goes so that we get them present or the present day for them and then that's when it jumps back to the original the origin of the story almost is that right Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. So the first few pages, obviously, basically beginning at the end threw me off a wee bit, and I kind of, I was, do you know, I think it's just more because I was kind of getting settled in the place and, and getting familiar with the characters. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's that's yeah, totally fine. But to, to be a little uncomfortable at the start is totally fine. That's, that's no problem. Um, I mean, if, he, if he'd, I think if he'd um, went any further into it i think he probably could have alienated the audience a wee bit but he's, yeah. he set it up nicely he set it up nice he's even showed like the the sort of uh the people who came in after them coming to go for either yeah, that's true. or paychecks as well you yeah. know he's, he's setting up these other characters these newer characters um I had a strange, and they're having a lot of conversations yeah i had a strange experience reading it because i started reading it with like zero knowledge about it absolutely nothing yeah um, just purely on your recommendation, and the art was amazing. And I thought, right, I think you sent me a couple of pictures, and then I ordered it, and then I texted you immediately back say ordered. Um, so yeah. it was like an, uh, certainly an, imp- <laughs> an impulse buy. And um, I went into it, and as I was reading through it, um, I think the time jump at the start had me double taking a bit, and I think I I put it down for a while and went back to it. And after yeah. I realised it was the time jump, then I really got into it, and then I began yeah. to sort of be curious. I thought, are these real people? These are real people, aren't they? I started thinking. Because I hadn't yeah. looked to skip to the end, I hadn't looked it up online, uh-huh. I hadn't even read the back of the book, uh, and I thought, oh, these are right. real people, and and I purposely forced myself to read the whole thing without looking anyone up, because I think ah, I think that's the point of a lot of, and especially more with novels. Um, yeah. You don't know where a novel's going when you read it. You don't know where a graphic novel's going when you read it, to the most part. You know, mm-hmm. you you might guess that you know Captain America's going to win in the end, but you don't really know where it's going. And you, the, the beauty is being along for the ride and not knowing about it. And I yeah. wanted that. I wanted that completely and utterly. And then I went back and started right, right. He's he's him. He's her. That's her. This is the yeah. date. This is the timeline. This is a real event, which is quite important about this. So he's he's documenting. I mean, it's the world of comics. So let's face it. You know, yeah. it's not it's not World War Two, but it's a, there is a big there is a big element to us as comic fans we should know this um yeah and i really, I really enjoyed it for that element and i went i've re- reread it i re I re- reread it twice i've read it three times and i've been back and dipped into it a number of times since mm-hmm. um and that's in it's, the period of two weeks so i think that says something for it yeah you know? it's a good one to it's a good one that you can actually just read some of the sections i think yeah i don't yeah, I, like, after you've after you've read the thing right through obviously um i wouldn't advise you just <laughs> dip in and, and bits yeah um, but yeah, you can. You can just take this. Uh, you know, look at this. Look at the the edge. Find the the section of coloured pages, and then just read that section. Yeah. 
you know, and you'd be you'd be in it straight away, and you'd you'd get a sense of it straight away as well. Yeah, and it's comics um, history we should know about, and we shouldn't. Yeah, I should definitely enough. know about this stuff. Um, you know, I, lo- I love reading about comics history, and and this was an utter surprise to me. Absolutely, absolute joy. Um, it's opens it's opened something to me in that I mean, obviously Nando's told us about a lot of Spanish works for for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and when he brought this along originally in its in its original translation, he told us he told us the history, but I, I never went looking into it or anything. Yeah. Um. So I had to, I came very much like you. I came to my sort of own conclusions with it and in, in, in reading it as well. But it very much changed in the aspect that I I read it and then thought, right, there's there's a whole audience there that yeah that needs to be read and reached and studied and everything you know there's a, there's a whole section like you say of comics history that is just yeah completely null and void in my head in, in the slightest i have no idea about it and i'm, and I'm I, I go to spain every year i go on holiday yeah. in spain every single year and i've just got an image of me sitting in a bar reading whatever a comic yeah. at a bar you know as i want to when missus goes off and does whatever and <laughs> some old geezer saying ah comics oh yeah 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 and he'll go, um, the Gilded Sisters, and I'm what well, now, nah, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. But now I would know. I think yes, it's it's like yeah, going yeah. into a comic shop and someone talking to you about I don't know, Commander comics or something, you know, or the Beezer and the Dandy yeah. or something in England. And we should know yeah. about this sort of thing. And it's it, there's some lovely quality to it. There's some really good quality to it. Yeah, big time, yeah. big time. And it's that it's that thing as well. They're very much. Uh, because of that different history and because they're not influenced by you know superheroes or anything like that they didn't have that coming across to them yeah uh, especially with franco and everything as well it's yeah. it, so they everything's completely it's influenced completely differently so there, there's there's a, a whole different slant to it entirely a whole different set of humor a whole different way in which it's told like yeah. everything yeah um they, they aren't influenced by this sort of a uh, the western outlook on it the the the, the, the uh, what's the word i'm looking for the american the american outlook i'll just say that the, Amer- the american yeah, approach to, to comics yeah. yeah yeah definitely um good so uh, the, the other thing i meant to say is don't think of this as a dry book it's it's no. a gentle no. and it's full of personality and there's no car chases you know i don't think i think there's barely a fight in it but it's um it's it's a a, a study of people doesn't matter whether yes. they're real or not. It doesn't matter whether you need to know about the history of it. Don't worry about that. Just buy this book and and watch the relationships form because they're very real. And watch the beautiful artwork. I think is the way I do with it. You know, certainly to start yeah. with. Yeah. I heard somebody describe it as slow comics once, and I said no, that's that's not it because I've seen slow comics and they are they're sometimes very hard to yeah to get through. Um, it's not. It's just it's just a well told story that you you need to actually concentrate on that's all it is you just need to concentrate and read it um it's not something that you can just f- you know flick through the pages and oh yeah yeah, yeah i get that i get the gist yeah. no you need to focus you know you need yeah, you to do. you need to read this this is a piece of history this is this is a, a well-told story about a piece of history that actually happened you know sit down concentrate take the time soak it in it is a great great book you know yes yeah, it's, it's the we live a bit more in people's heads sometimes in certain comics and certainly in novels. And I suppose yeah. this is a graphic novel, isn't it? It's a novel of these people. Yes. It's a historical document. Yeah, very good. Now, did you read Twists of Fate, dude? I haven't read it properly myself yet. No, I didn't. That's actually that's one on the uh, that's a, that's one on the Christmas buy list. Ah, after right. I, okay. Yeah, 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 definitely. Good. That's, it looks amazing. Um, I have to say, I'd like to mention Wrinkles. Um, obviously, um, originally published by Delcor as well. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's won a number of awards, as far as I can understand, and I read it today over lunch. It's, it's um, I think it's about 100 pages, um, yeah. and it's an absolute. It's it's breathtaking. Uh, yeah, genuinely one of the best things I've read for ages, and it's got a bit of a simple premise. So it's about old, a group of old people, um, some um, losing their marbles in the kindest way possible. You know, some serious cases of um, Alzheimer's. But it's the day-to-day survival in an old people's home and the effects of friendship and love and relationships and family and uh, honestly one of the, the the most personal stories I think I've ever read. The, the yeah. best conversations I've read in a long time. I read it on Guided View, which I think kind of worked for it to be fair. I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. Um, but it, it'll break you, man. It's, it's the amazing. Um Nando keeps telling me to read it, and I keep yeah. meaning to as well. I have he has brought the the Spanish language one along, so I've had a chance to look at the artwork right. and quite closely as well. So I've I've, yeah. I've went through it properly. Slightly more, um, slightly larger panels, not yes. as much detail. I think um, more serious polypy. Actually, it's funny we should compare him again to that creator, but more serious polyp. I think. Right. Um, okay. Than okay. Batman. Batman. But yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh mate, I'll go, you got oh, it's a, a lovely, a lovely, lovely book. Great stuff, man. Right, good. We're going to um, just we're going to talk, talk a little bit about our fundraiser, uh, and then we're going to move into talking a little bit about what you've been up to. So, okay, over at the Awesome Comics Podcast, we thought that Christmas with Christmas just around the corner, it's about a week away now. We might try and raise some money for a worthy charity and at the same time help promote your work. We have decided that currently our favourite charity is the Cancer Research UK, but if you want to go for another one and it's a worthy charity then uh, we certainly won't be saying no so this is how it works for a donation of 10 pounds we'll give your comics project a big shout out on the pod and in our social media for 20 pounds we'd grab a short 10 minute interview promoting you or a project of your choice and it could be you might want to talk about someone else's comics so that's another thing we could do for 30 pounds dan will do your synthwave pinup for 30 pounds vince will do your digital pinup of single character and for 30 pounds i'll give you a private critique of a comic related project um don't make it too long, not a thousand pages. But the, the, uh, um, all we ask is that you prove. So we don't have a website for this. We don't. We don't take any money in and give it away again. This purely, you go to the charity of your choice, you donate, and then you send us the receipt um, or the email that you receive back from them to prove that you donated, and then we'll be in contact to talk about reward. If you want to give a donation without trying to get a reward, um, you will. Uh, at this point onwards be known as the good egg you get a digital badge followed by the mighty sarah harris has actually made us badges Hmm. declaring that you're a good egg and we'll send you a badge through the post um thank you tom i know you've donated thank you mate and i've sent you some badges up for you and the boys um oh thank you buddy have they arrived yet by the way uh not yet no but the post has been pretty slow yeah it has been isn't it i think our second our first wave of badges is has just arrived i think yesterday or today and, and our mm. second waves now it should be there any day so yeah i've got a badge um i see i see a couple of people that they're sort of slowly arriving on people's doorsteps with what with christmas but yeah if you want to do that feel free there was an there was a, an interview i did last week of webcomic creator there's another one this week on the awesome comics podcast and uh we haven't got a huge reach you're gonna you, you know a thousand people are gonna hear about your comic or so you know from the uh from the, the podcast but yeah it's worth doing and it allows you to, as we said to promote your project whilst giving money to a, a sort of worthy charity so there's that there you go that's it uh, it's, it's such it's such a good thing that you guys are doing that well Do you know what i mean you could you could have quite easily just went on and said uh donate to such and such and left it but you are given just there's just even that little bit extra back in 
yeah as a as an extra incentive and a, a reward kind of thing or whatever but to hear that people have just said like no it's fine yeah, no, it's that's just, great. Oh, that's really amazing. nice. People have been really nice like that, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, we did consider doing a raffle at one point, and uh, we, we have been right. sent some stuff through that we'll probably put up on the Facebook, see if people want to buy. And I was it to them. But I know that Eamon over at the Mega City Book Club, um, he's done a raffle recently, and he and I were chatting, and I think between us we've made well over a £1,000 now, so that's great. I'm wow. really pleased with that. And Eamon's a good egg. Jeez. He does it every year. He's got his sort of project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. That's amazing. Good stuff. So that comic smell's been on um, uh, a a season hiatus let's call it that a break between seasons yes. um you're about to you're about to come back with a i'm missing it from my little because i i play most of my podcasts through the car and it's got one of those little oh, screens right. on the car where the podcast i'm playing comes up and i always oh, okay. i always like to see that little that comic smell little icon on my dashboard <laughs> and i haven't seen it for a, a was it just over over a month two months maybe is it about that long uh it's, it's about a month and a half right, yeah okay. i think yeah. it was about a month and a half so yeah. what have you got coming up because i know you've banked a few you've got a few ready to go what sort of thing uh, oh no! Now you've put me on the spot. Um, so we've got the best of 2020 coming up. That we said, um, well, our best reads of 2020. Yep. Um, we also have. Give me a second, just whilst I actually have a look, because I've forgotten <laughs> what we actually have up. Um, we. Oh, I'm trying to think, what else did we do? Um. That's right, mate. Man. No, should we talk a little bit about your anthology while you um you ever scroll through? So um the that comic smell. Oh, oh gone, all gone. Oh, there we go. There we okay. go. Got them. <laughs> this is me not being pre-prepared. Apologies. Right. I'll, I'll jump. Uh, I, I threw that one on you. I didn't expect. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we have a environmental messages in comics. Oh, okay. Interesting. Up. And uh, <laughs> another favourite of mine that's coming up is Scotland in comics. Yes. Yeah. The Homer comics. There is. Yes, exactly. There is well, there is other ones that we've got, but I'm not going to let them all go. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it just teases a couple there, man. That's good. Yeah, Scotland yeah. in comics. I see you put a tweet out about that, didn't they? About who your favourite. Yes. I mean, I know Hotshot Hamish got mentioned and a couple of others, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, the Bruins. I'm going to actually tack on some of them. I'll probably mention them um, because there were some of them that were really good that maybe didn't get a mention in the show. Right. So I might actually just shove a wee buffer on the end and just say, look, these were some of the ones that people said on Twitter. So, yeah. yeah. So keep, keep an ear out. <laughs> the, the Union is the new British superhero group, isn't it, out of Marvel? Oh, have is you, it? Oh, God. Read that? Is, this, no. is this the one that copies Vanguard? <laughs> yeah, I did. Te- I, may, I may be texted Dan and say, I think they owe you a few things, my friend. Um, but I actually looked at the cover and thought it was Dan who drew it. I'll be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. It's, it's got that. He's got his star written all over it. But uh, yeah. it was okay. I like Union Jack as a character, but whatever. You know, the um, <laughs> oh, Excalibur's That's become it. unreadable nonsense. But yeah, what can you do? Yeah. I, I saw them putting out a, a, a tweet or a, or a link or something somewhere saying like, "Oh, this is everything you need to know about Union Jack before you go into this." And I thought, "Oh Christ! Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. What are you a YouTube channel? There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah." yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you're enjoying at the moment, mate? Any other comics you're sort of reading that you're digging? Um, do you know what? I just got I just got a couple of issues through the other day of the Bubbles fanzine. Oh, uh, we we were chatting about this, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... Um, I just stood up to get them there. That's right. Uh, do you know what? It's a good um, it's a good little thing actually. There's a lot more a lot more writing and uh, less comics in it than I. Th- but it might just be the most recent well, I think that's, issue that I've I think got. it's because it's under the 
the guys of the old school fanzine. Now we think zines yes. are these sort of illustrated things, don't we? But they they never were. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. were more sort of um, stuff like Speakeasy and Arkansas and all these sort of things that were for fans. I think. Yes. Yeah. I was I was wholly wholly expecting what I got through. I just uh, yeah. the way the way it was kind of presented and stuff. I thought there was going to be a bit more sort of wee strips and stuff. There is strips throughout it though. Right. There is okay. little bits that they've they've put in it. Um, but there's some lovely pieces, and you know it's really well written. And, oh, good. Uh, set yeah. as well. Yeah, I got a couple of issues. Nice... Yeah. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Did you? That did and you, Strangers, you... I bought them all all in one go, sort of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you get the Ben Mara one? Yes. Chance? Yeah. 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 Love yeah, Mara. Yeah. I've still still get into that, but there's like a little Ben Mara. Uh, comic in there the is that's right like a wee yeah. ash can, like a yeah. nutty one yeah. yeah yes yeah yeah i was watching um, uh i don't know why it popped up on my facebook today but some video of him promoting a book of his i think i'd looked at something to do with um fantagraphics and i'd, I'd look i'd watched the video a bit about being shown around fantagraphics and it right. came off the back of the the um the hate the hate box set coming out oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah and there was one of him and it's like he's done it like a 70s 80s grindhouse video and it's just him by the water throwing stones in the river in these sort of ridiculous denim shorts so <laughs> <laughs> it's so deadpan you think i've got to admire the dude yeah Thanks. and of course the other thing we've we've talked about recently is the uh his webcomic which we both read haven't we yeah oh my god what 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 was it what we mean by yesterday <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh holy crap what an amazing thing, but fuck, it's mental. Yeah, Absolutely I suppose you're mental. at the point now of reading it daily, aren't you? And you'll begin, you'll feel yes. my frustrations, like what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. See when he, he like recently he got shot in the arse with a dart and was tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, having uh, sex with people. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it sort of zoomed back in, and he was like railing on this this woman in the sex wing or whatever, and then it just cut to like a door with a picture, and I commented saying like, "No way!" Like, as this went right back to the start, I thought he was back, back. in the school again. Yeah, yeah, back in the school, I yeah. thought, "Is this just been a fever dream?" You know what I mean? Uh, but now he's in a doctor's office, and I'm just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, and even that leaves you hanging, doesn't it? So I think the reason why. Yeah. Have you read today's? Uh, I've maybe only read yesterday's because because he's um, he's stateside, isn't he? So that's true. Yeah, I think it comes out. It drops into. I usually see it because it's hard to tell with the the way the algorithms work, isn't it? But I tend to see it about half six, seven, something like that. I think. Right. It seems to like seeing. Oh, you've looked at this today, so it throws it in. You know, for me, the uh, and I'll, I'll spoil it for you because it, it's the usual four panels that leave you hanging as it is every week. But he goes, "Is there anything you can do?" He says, "Well, not really." He says, "There must be something you can do." He goes, "In fact, there might just be one thing," and then you have to wait for oh. the next twenty-four hours. Oh, fucking ah! hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ! Yeah, it's good. Oh, I like Ben Mara, man. So... I, I love his stuff. Yeah, yeah, that thing he did yeah, about Bruce Jesus. Is... Oh. Bruce is a Bruce is a modern hero though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So good. But it's just I can't I can't believe it. But I don't know I don't know if this is him actually in a doctor's office or if he's still tripping. Yeah, it's hard because to tell, isn't teeth, it? Yeah. Yeah, his teeth are okay. Ah right. And yet he, okay. He had them all knocked out, and I went back in a panel and was like, "Oh, they're all there." I was like, "Is he just drawn that wrongly?" No, he can't have. You can't no tell whether he's fucking with you or not. I think that's the kind of the thing, isn't it, for me? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But he's he's so good. I got a I got a book of his um, from Dave recently, actually, American Blood. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I've got that. It's like yeah, uh, Nick Frohman bought me that one. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he? yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just, I've literally just flicked through it. I've, I've to actually make my way through. I've got like a stack of stuff that I'm getting my way through. I've, I've got and, a bunch of like e- eBay finds and stuff. Oh, so. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. When, when, um, he did our cover for us. So he did the cover for Atomic Hercules too. It was a joy. To, yeah. It was a joy to work with, man. Absolute joy. He, he said, is. "We said, will you do the cover?" He said, "Yes." We sent him the money, and he did the cover. And there was no fucking about. And you know how quickly we turn our books around. And he was he was there already. Yeah. And um, we did some postcards that's, of it. And yeah, love it, man. Love it. Yeah. That's an excellent cover as well. So good, isn't it? Yeah. And it's slightly yeah. different to his average style because it's more flat color. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's nice. I, yeah, I'm really pleased with that one. That's one of our favourites. In fact, we almost ran out of um, that cover, and I had to say, "Fucking, I've got, oh, really? I've got one." Quick, get me one. I, I, can't, I can't not have the first printing of this cover, you know. So I, so I just, Adam had to go searching at home to find me one. But yeah, yeah, it's good. You just have to start DMing people to get them to give you them. Yeah, Rich, please return. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, exactly. Good, mate. That's brilliant. Thanks for that. Another another brilliant episode. And a lot, and again, a lot of insight, mate. I really appreciate these these books that you're choosing because they are nice. they are books that. Um, I mean, you, you keep fucking making me spend money, but uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> You got you got me into my friend Dharma, and from there we we got Kent State, and you got me into this, and uh, yeah, just just lovely stuff, man, absolutely lovely. Thing is, thing is, comics is such a big world; we can't read everything. It's nice to have my eyes open to things, and uh, it's kind of the reason I started doing this as well. So that's good. Yeah, well, I was actually going to ask you about this, mm. if you don't mind. Of course, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually going to say, I mean, you're creeping up on, uh, you know, getting ahead of us, and we've been going for so many years or whatever, and you only started this this year. Six, I mean, sixty, this is. I think I'm on sixty. You're much more than that, though, surely, Braves, aren't you? No, we're only in like the seventies or something. Oh yeah, like that. okay. Right. We've not even reached the hundred level yet. Oh, you know? Right, okay. Yeah, it's uh, only because I we just we, had a lot of spare time in my hands. <laughs> I think for the first to, for the first two years, to be fair, I think we put out an episode every like six months or something. So. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, do you know? Are you still enjoying it? Like you still am, yes. still absolutely loving it? Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really am. I um because I I I mean it's because of the nature of COVID. I work um I do work long hours. So I work twelve hour days, but I have uh, I always make sure that I have lunch and I you know I look away from the screen. And every day yeah. I get to do a little bit of research on one of these books and also also stuff for the ACP, or I write some scripts. So I'm working on a couple of things at the moment, um, finishing the script uh, to or halfway through the script for issue four of Hercules, and I'm okay. now working on something with um, Daryl Thorpe, which I'm quite proud of, right. um, which is the the one that we talk mental health comes up as an aspect to it, which I've been doing a bit of research. Yeah, yeah. And um, I. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I think a lot of podcasts are done with no research, and it yeah. rather fucks me off. And it's something that me and Eamon talk quite a lot about. Um, and is um, I think you got if you're going to offer someone a podcast, even if it be something for free, I feel very, very, you know, is it, I feel really, it's really nice that people actually bother to listen to what we say. But I think yeah. you have to put that research in. I know you've done it. You've been reading blogs and all this sort of thing as well about it. I think, yeah, and, and I've started really turning my head to the research. I mean, I research for a living. Um, mm-hmm. and I've got to the point now where I'm actually documenting where I'm going and what I'm looking at. So if anyone ever comes back to me and say, oh, you didn't do any research, I can send them the, like, the, the 24 links that I've, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the YouTube videos, the Lambeck Encyclopedia, the, the Comics Journal yeah. interview, whatever it's going to be. There's loads of stuff out there for these books, and, um, yeah. yeah, I'm learning loads, absolutely loads, uh, you know, Leaps it's, and bounds. It's ex, yeah. It's extra reading material. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why anybody would would turn down the opportunity to to read more into what they love. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that, dude. Where the, the, there seems to be a lot out there that's that's not really researched. I mean, I know, obviously, that comic smell. We we just get together and chat. 
but we're usually chatting about stuff that we're informed on. Yeah, you're you know prepared. I mean? just, you know, you come, yeah. you come with whether it be notes or mental notes of stuff to talk about. I think, yeah, yeah. I like. Um, I mean, how? I mean, the world is stupid, as we all know. Everyone in the world is stupid, <laughs> apart from you and I. But the um, <laughs> there is lots of podcasts of people just watching television programs and talking about what they see in front of them. You know, you, you can't yeah. just do that. Um, no. But everyone's everyone's bringing their A game well. on this man. I you had Rory on last night who did you know did lots of work around looking at stuff. You know, I, yeah, Aaron, you, Al, Dave, um, you know, everyone we've had on has come fucking with you know a, a you know, it's almost like it's not, but it seems it's almost like right. It's a challenge to me. I don't want to be the bloke who hasn't done the hasn't prepared themselves. You know, so I kind of go yeah. a bit overboard. <laughs> um, and you get people like you and Al and Dave who turn up and they say, oh, but "Did you know this?" I'm like. I never knew that. That is brilliant. You know, that's another little yeah. thing to talk about. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm really, I really am enjoying it, mate. I mean, I, I can see me going over the hundred. Um, yeah, definitely. That's the plan. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just watch your numbers crawling up and up and up, and I'm just sitting like, fuck, this is <laughs> insane. This is great. I mean, it's, 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 it's. I think it's a good sign that I look, I look forward to it popping into oh, thank my you, man. No, that's, podcast. That means a lot. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But if I'm, if I'm looking forward to it somebody else must be like so there must be a big audience out there well, for it. and and obviously your listening numbers on podbean were through the roof they're going all right they're about i mean let's talk numbers because i don't care but they i think i think they're about 110 an episode and it's for right. something that's niche i spoke to ian loxham about this me and ian, ian talked about it over dinner when we met up we say look comic sings comics podcast i know we said it on your podcast the other day actually on, yeah. on the lake. So they don't get huge numbers but they no. they get no, they loyal don't. numbers i think Yes, yeah, I think that's yeah. the point. That was a that was a point I made to somebody for trying to secure an interview. Right. Was uh, I said, look, I I I can't offer you a big listenership or anything, but I can offer you a damn loyal listenership. Yeah. And I got a message back like, yeah, sure thing, let's do it in the new year. Nice. I was like, oh, thank Christ. Oh, you good know. stuff, man. Yeah. And it, um, people like uh, Bob. I mean, Fingerman's a mate of mine, and we we you know we mm-hmm. we talk a lot, and we we were chatting the other night, and I said, why don't we just turn this into a podcast? Yeah, you know, and I'll interview you about your new book, and uh, you know, it just turned from us talking about dogs, which is all we talk about when we phone each other, into <laughs> talking about these comic. But <clears throat> yeah, it's, no, it's been fun, man. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the format for the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been all right. Do you feel it's? Do you feel you've evolved it from the start? Uh, a little bit. I've changed. Certainly changed my research questions. I mean, started just little. I don't know if you found this on that comic smell. I started off by trying to give things marks out of 10 and stuff and i find i feel mm-hmm. that cheapened it a little bit i don't know yeah do you find that sort of thing man yeah i i would always do the thing of saying like oh we're i always make comparisons so say yeah. like oh where, where does it compare to blah, blah blah you know and i think that's fallen by the wayside okay now yeah. now something just stands on its own merit um i don't i don't sit comparing it to anything but we also used i mean at the very start we used to do like news and play videos and sit commenting on it and stuff and we just cut that like it was like the yeah. first like three episodes in and we just went oh that's not working it's rubbish <laughs> yeah. like, just get rid of it it doesn't matter um but yeah you're right <clears throat> i think when you when you start when you start putting ratings on things and stuff it, it, it does kind of lessen it yeah like there's a lot it's i was chatting to canon about it this week that um about a website that gives people five out of five and i'm like right okay uh, and then there's then there's another one they give they give a book four out of five but they don't mention anything bad about the book and I feel yeah. like saying to them, why is it four out of five then <laughs> yeah, yeah I, see, one, I do see that quite a lot 
yeah. people that give things four or three and uh, the review is, oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's, so why the three? Oh, you know, it's just just three stars. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You can't just say it's just three stars yeah. and then fall up with brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff, man. Is there any comics coming out that you're looking forward to in the new year? Anything uh, anyone that's got on the bubble? The Tay Bridge? We're, we're all looking out for that, aren't we, from Dave? Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're definitely all looking out for the Tay Bridge comic from Dave. Um, I mean, I think even people that aren't in the comics are looking for the Tay Bridge one for, for Dave, definitely. I'd like to see him get um, a bit of coverage around that. I think it deserves yeah, same. it. Yeah, same, actually. I'm, I'm actually... Well, I'm, I'm saying this on a public platform but i'm actually in two minds of whether i contact the the local paper as well oh, just yeah, to say I look this guy's done this quite right you too know. yeah i think so. yeah if, if he doesn't do it himself and i'm calling him out now because it's on a public platform <laughs> uh, if he doesn't do it himself i'll do it for him yeah um but no um nothing really specific i did ask nando the other day when uh when firepower was coming because i couldn't find anything on it and he usually gets previews so what the, uh, the next the new... trade you mean yeah, the next trade, yeah. I've got it in front um, of me. I think I, it's on pre-order on Amazon. I've got a feeling it's ah, okay. February or something, I think. Because I know right, it's up okay. to... I think I've just got issue six, I think. So right. it must be due another trade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I, know it was, I know it was blasting on with the issues. Yeah, it really so. has. Yeah, it really pushed on. Because I think yeah. Firepower was start of the year when the prequel trade came out wasn't it and i think since yes. then he's had six out so that's pretty good for covid covid times you know yeah yeah definitely yeah. he's just getting banging them out which is fine i'm not do you know i'm not a massive kirkman fan right. but i really enjoyed that yeah me too actually really yeah i can that. take all over walking dead and stuff but yeah, yeah i think it's just uh samley i mean samley's another one we were talking about earlier yes. wasn't he he's another great candidate yeah. for that less is more thing yeah yeah really good yeah big time yeah big time but uh yeah aside from that uh, nothing really i'm waiting do you know what i'm actually i've been watching i said to you earlier on uh, i've been watching the noah van skyver oh yeah 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 uh, interviews so i'm kind of waiting on his mormon book coming and he's you know i think he's close oh, to being right. done oh good i think he said and it's a big weighty thing by the looks of things so, oh that'd be great i liked yeah, it. i was talking to her fingerman was on the show as well he did that show Oh, what's, oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's a good well, one, actually. Really good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, big time. Good stuff, man. Look at us, we've gone over the hour, I knew we would. Um, <laughs> good, well, I'll say goodbye to you now, babes, and then we'll have a little chat about your next appearance, um, uh, and we'll put the world to rights. But thanks for that, dude. Absolutely brilliant yeah. choice. Thank you, Tony. Cheers.